Hello, and welcome to the first Teen Scientist segment of 2024. Happy New Year to everyone listening, and we are so happy to spend another year with you here on WDIY. My name is Raina Malhotra, your host this evening, and doing our audio engineering is James Zipro. Here on Teen Scientist, I bring you stories of groundbreaking innovation in the science, technology, engineering, and math disciplines entirely from a youth perspective. We feature young researchers and respected experts in their fields at the local, regional, and international levels. Tonight's guest is from right here in the Lehigh Valley and a woman I've really grown to admire, the Executive Director and CEO of the Da Vinci Science Center, Lynn Erickson. Welcome, Ms. Erickson. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you. And thank you so much, Rainia, for having me. I'm so excited to have you here in the studio in person to join us on Teen Scientist. This evening, we'll chat about the Da Vinci Science Center's mission for STEAM learning in youth, all the progress you've made these past few years, and your plans for the future. Now, before we dive in, could you just share a bit about your education and background and how your path led to the Da Vinci Science Center? Sure, I'd love to. So I've always been drawn to spaces where education and the community intersect. And at its core, that's really the definition of a science center. I started out as a teacher, primarily teaching grades five and six. This is back in the late 70s, early 80s. I became really interested in computers. So when we moved to the Lehigh Valley in the mid 80s, I pursued a master's in educational technology at Lehigh. And that led to all kinds of really interesting experiences working in the industry workplace as opposed to in schools. I worked on a computer-based training programs at AT AT&T, Bell Labs, and then I later had the opportunity to pursue a job at Northampton Community College developing training programs in technology companies and ultimately spearheading the development of three technology training centers, creating the vision, engaging the key stakeholders, raising the money, and what was really fun is I got to be inside a lot of area manufacturers. Particularly, I remember my first tour of a cement plant. It was phenomenal with the particles kind of surrounding you. It was truly an experience I'll never forget. I really love bringing educational resources and connecting them at the college when I was at Northampton with business and industry training needs. And that led to some further workforce development experiences at Iacocca Institute. And quite honestly, I was in the right place at the right time because the Science Center at that time was part of the Iacocca Institute. It had started at Lehigh University. And I had the opportunity to become the executive director and really build on my experience teaching with my knowledge of local technology companies and their workforce needs and kind of my experience as a social entrepreneur and fundraiser. And all those came together with the opportunity to head up what was then called the Smart Discovery Center. That's amazing. And I think you really had a strong background developed before you even went into this role. How would you describe the mission and vision of the Da Vinci Science Center and how do you think it has evolved under your time as a leader? So our mission is to bring science to life and lives to science. Short and catchy, but really, really meaningful. And I think two key things that we've worked on over the years. One is integrating STEM and the arts which began when we did the merger with Leonardo da Vinci's horse. So following the merger, what was then called the Discovery Center of Science and Technology became the da Vinci Science Center. And that was our name when we opened a new building, our current facility on the campus of Cedarcrest College. The second area that I'm particularly proud of that has evolved over the years 
is our commitment to creating STEAM learning experiences that are welcoming to all. Whether they be at the Science Center or programs we're doing out in schools in the community, we're very intentional about targeting groups that weren't always and aren't today always welcome in science, women, people of color, and those who can't afford access to science centers. That's amazing. And honestly, I think, especially in this area growing up, it's been such a huge part of my childhood and, and knowing that mission behind it is so insightful to hear. I'm wondering now if while growing up, you had access to resources and facilities like the Da Vinci Center, and if that was ever something that kind of was an impetus for you to grow and expand the Da Vinci Science Center to become an area for hands-on STEAM learning for other kids. Not really, and this might speak to my age because there was a big movement in, to develop science centers kind of starting in the 80s, and I grew up more in the 60s. So there was not a science center in my community. There is today in, in a science center. I grew up in upstate New York in the community where I grew up, but I really didn't have that kind of opportunity. So you can kind of speak to the difficulties that kind of arise from not having that like hands-on STEAM learning from a young age. What would you say was kind of like a challenge that came about from that, like that you probably wish wouldn't have happened if you did have that access to a facility like Da Vinci? I think particularly for women and girls, having the role models and having the opportunities to be exposed, especially to the hard sciences, you know, chemistry, physics, engineering, if I had been exposed to that, I think it's likely I would have gone into engineering. And the Da Vinci Science Center was founded all the way back in 1992. Can you just talk a little bit about how it was founded and what were some of the really early initiatives or projects that it began with? Sure. It started with the Jason Project at Lehigh University, and that was really founded by Bob Ballard, who discovered the Titanic. And he took teams of teachers down you know, in the ocean to the Titanic and then broadcast live to sites across the country. And Lehigh University was one of the first sites. So in Taylor Gymnasium, you know, kids would pour in over a two-week period to come to these hour-long broadcasts and you could actually interact with Bob Ballard. And then following that, the Science Center was started by a faculty member at Lehigh and she developed the Jason Project at Lehigh University. She worked with students, her graduate students in education, to create exhibits. And there was a big gymnasium at Moravian College, now Moravian University, that was filled with these tabletop hands-on exhibits. Those tabletop hands-on exhibits ultimately became the start of a science center that you could go and visit. And, you know, the Jason Project continued for a few years, but then we no longer participated in the Jason Project, but the exhibits continued and ultimately a science center was opened in 1995 in what's the Bethlehem Steel main office building now. When I started in 1997, we were literally moving those exhibits across the parking lot to what is now the Fowler Center. So our initial science center that, that we owned was in what's now the Fowler Center that's part of Northampton Community College. And we operated there for many years. That's amazing. And I admire that the foundations of the center are based on collaboration with youth, like how you mentioned that the kids were involved in, in those exhibits. That's amazing to hear. Now, looking at the center 32 years later, what are some specific initiatives or programs that the Da Vinci Center has implemented to promote science education and outreach in our community? I think we're probably particularly proud of our Women in Science and Engineering initiative and also our Spanish language initiative. And that goes back to what I was speaking about before, about making sure that we are welcoming to all 
and we intentionally target those that don't often have the same kinds of experiences or are not well represented in the science fields. So our Women in Science and Engineering Initiative, which you're familiar with, has a number of programs for girls and a number of programs that connect girls with practicing professionals. Our Spanish language initiative is really about having everything we do be bilingual. You know, we're not quite there yet. When we open our new science center, everything in that new science center will be bilingual. You know, we're working to expand our bilingual staff. We've hosted some events where we have Spanish-speaking educators and English-speaking educators. So expanding that initiative and providing a lot of opportunities for students where potentially English is not their first language is really important, and their parents, which is often the case. Absolutely. And how would you say, I think you've touched on this a little bit already, but how would you say the Da Vinci Science Center actively engages with students to achieve that goal of inspiring and educating the next generation of engineers, scientists, innovators, and programmers? We love having students involved in thinking about what they would like to know more about and sharing that with us so we can develop programs that are responsive. We had a number of focus groups with students for providing input on the development of our new science center, for example. You know that there's a women in science and engineering student advisory group. So those are female students that are advising us on programming. Often we invite students to be an integral part of our program. So we, at the eclipse in the fall, we had what we call a science under the stars event. And we had Jared Isaacman, the local astronaut, was the key speaker. But the panelists included two high school students that developed their own questions and asked him specific questions. We're doing mural projects, which are really fun, where students are given a particular concept and then work with an artist to execute that concept. And usually it's around a STEAM topic. Uh, So I think we're looking for opportunities ongoing to engage students. And I'm curious, just purely out of curiosity, would you say that the advice that when you get it from kids, it's much more blunt? Like, do you think that when you're getting advice from those younger generations that you just get straight to the point? Yes, I do, which is what we want. And the truth is we want to hear. So they're not hesitant about speaking up and saying, we think if you did your flyers like this, it would attract more girls. Or why don't you do any programs on underwater robotics or whatever the topic might be? So I, we appreciate the direct feedback. And now, you've also touched on this a little bit, but with the upcoming opening of the new Science Center in Center City, Allentown, what inspired the expansion and what can visitors expect from this new facility? So I could talk for hours about this. So um, the new Science Center, first of all, it will be a world-class science center. You know, we had a green field. We weren't trying to renovate within an existing building. And we have the opportunity to look at What are the important community needs in our region that we need to address? And what are the future needs in the workplace for all of us to be more familiar? And just how, what are the amazing advances that are occurring day by day in science and technology and engineering that we all want to know more about? The experience will include four major exhibit areas, all relatable and recognizable to our everyday lives, One is LVHN, my body. That's about the human body and how to keep it healthy. One is the Lehigh River watershed. And that features especially a recreation of a Pocono ravine, which will feature four lovely river otters that will live at the Science Center. And they'll have pools to swim in and slides and dig pits, as well as other ecosystems that we can all learn more about. 
One of the key exhibit areas is called Science in the Making. And that's about some of the fundamental science concepts we all study in school, light, sound, electricity, matter, forces in motion, but applied to manufacturing. So it's an opportunity to learn about careers locally in companies. And many of these exhibits in, in all the areas have been designed with companies. So we'll learn a lot about that. For example, one of the exhibits in that area is a Mack truck, an electric Mack truck, because Mack has the contract for all the refuse trucks, electric trucks for New York City, and they had a prototype. So we have this huge Mack truck in the facility, but we can learn about electric vehicles. They're gonna become so much a part of all of our lives and are already a part of some of our lives. And then the last exhibit experience is Curiosity Hall, which is a 54 foot tall immersive experience with the latest and greatest projection technology where visitors will create a digital experience on a huge screen that's oriented around topics about Leonardo the artist, Leonardo the scientist, and Leonardo the inventor. But for example, Leonardo the inventor, you create a flying machine. It might be a, a balloon, it might be a jet, and you design that, you take your photo first, so your photo is, goes with the machine when you put it on the big screen, and then you answer various questions that determine the stability and agility of that plane or balloon or whatever it is. Then it goes on the big screen and it's flying around with everyone else who's creating their own flying machines over the Lehigh Valley. So this is all you know, digitized and you're flying past Coca-Cola Park. So that kind of experience will be awesome. The thing I didn't mention is we'll also be renting traveling exhibits where you bring in major exhibitions that we usually have to go to New York or Philadelphia to see. Things like Harry Potter and the Titanic artifacts and sharks and dinosaurs and large exhibits. And those will be rotating throughout the center on a regular basis. That's so exciting. And I can't wait to see how it turns out. Right now, we do have to pause for a quick break. But when we return, we'll continue speaking with CEO Lynn Erickson about the future of the Da Vinci Science Center and her advice for our young listeners. This is Raina Malhotra, and you're listening to Teen Scientist. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to Teen Scientist on WDIY. I'm your host, Raina Malhotra. Here with us is Lynn Erickson, Executive Director and CEO of the Da Vinci Science Center. Ms. Erickson, you had just finished discussing the four major exhibits that we can expect when the facility opens this spring. I now want to ask about what else you guys have planned beyond these four exhibits that we can look forward to in the future. Terrific. Well, I'd love to share with you our plans for the Da Vinci STEAM Learning Center, which is on the lower level of the new facility. It will feature four fully equipped classrooms, but I think what would be particularly of interest to your audience is the fact that we will have a fab lab where there will be 3D printers, laser cutters, CNC machines, and it's a place where you can design and create using the equipment that's available. There'll be open hours. You know, once you're trained on a piece of equipment, you'll be able to come in during those open hours and design or build whatever your creation might be. In addition, we're going to have a media production studio 
So if you want to develop a podcast or your small instrumental group wants to record a performance, you'll be able to access the equipment and resources and do that. There's also a dual language early learning center for parents to bring in really young children and engage them in science. That's really exciting. I, I honestly haven't heard about facilities like that, or at least in other areas when I talk to my friends. So I think that's a really unique opportunity for the next, you know, up and coming generations. How do you envision this new facility contributing to STEAM education in a new way that perhaps hasn't been yet achieved at the current facility on the Cedar Crest College campus? I think the first thing I would like to say is we're building a world-class facility. We have three times as much exhibit and program space as we have in our current facility. And we're investing, quite honestly, over $15 million in the exhibit experience. So there's really no comparison between the kind of experience that will be available in the new Science Center. A big difference also is our current exhibits are really oriented for very young children. With the exception of we have brought in bodies and brought in some traveling exhibits for older teens and adults. But in the new Science Center, our exhibits will be for all ages. You don't necessarily have to go there with your family. There may be two adults that just wish to visit because they want to engage and learn about science and technology and as, as it's evolving. And how do you plan to engage with local businesses for workforce development in high demand fields? I, I know that's something that you definitely want, would want to incorporate in this new venture. And so I'm interested to hear how, what your plan is for that. Yes. So the Science Center itself, as I mentioned before, many of the exhibits were designed in partnership with local corporations. In addition to showing off those companies and some of the work that they're doing, there will also be a really strong career emphasis in the exhibit experience. And you'll be able to learn about careers by taking a personality quiz and looking at your interest and looking at how those interests might match up with careers whether it be in manufacturing, whether it be in the environmental area, whether it be in healthcare, And complementing that will be programs, you know, like the Women in Science and Engineering program, where we connect girls with practicing professionals in the field. We also will have a new program that's being piloted now called the STEAM Career Pathways Certificate Program, which is for middle and high school students. And it's an opportunity to take classes and get exposure to different careers. So you might be taking a series of classes in the healthcare area or in the manufacturing area or engineering area. And then you hone in on an area that you think is of particular interest after you've had this general exposure. And you have an opportunity to then get a paid internship in a local company. Or if you're interested in STEM teaching, for example, you might get a paid internship at the Da Vinci Science Center. So you get to explore what it's like out in the workplace. That's so amazing. And with all of these projects, I'm curious how you stay updated on the latest trends and developments in science education and how the center incorporates these into its programs. So first of all, I would say I have a phenomenal staff with backgrounds in all kinds of fields, whether it be the marketing communications business fields that are helping us develop as a science center or the science and engineering fields or the education fields. And we have, you know, PhDs in astrophysics, geology, you know, engineering, just any number of areas that bring incredible expertise and can help us stay as informed as possible. In addition to that, you know, I'm constantly reading. So you get onto as many email lists as you can. You follow as many blogs as you can. There are professional organizations, just like in any field in the informal science area. 
We have a, a, there's an association of science centers, international association actually, that shares information on a regular basis. And uh, they have conferences, they have, you get to know some of the, your colleagues in the field, you rely upon them. So there's a few, few examples. That's so much, I didn't even know that there was an international or national association of science centers. Is there a particular few that you kind of admire or, or really, you know, love their facilities? I have personally gotten to know the heads of the Rochester Museum of Science and Industry. Now, actually, she just recently retired. I had gotten to know the Ithaca Science Center, the executive director of the Ithaca Science Center. I would say, well, we have a new science center in Reading, so it's fun to connect with those science centers that are local, and that's extremely helpful. Sometimes we also are connecting with children's museums, not just science centers or other museums that can be extremely beneficial. So I was once uh, part of this little executive group and I got to know the head of the Omaha Children's Museum. I also got to know very well, actually, the head of the Boonshock Museum in Dayton, Ohio. That's amazing that they're all so well connected and, and intertwined. I didn't even realize that. And very willing to share. Science centers are very willing to share ideas one to another and between the colleagues, and it's extremely beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. It, rather than like competition between the two, it's like finding a way to make all facilities be the best they possibly can be for that area, which is yes. amazing. What challenges have you faced in running a science museum and nonprofit organization, and how have you overcome them at any point in time throughout your career? Well, I would probably mention a couple of major challenges. So the first was just in the early years when we were starting and we had massive debt. Lehigh was carrying us and we need to, to determine if, we, if the Lehigh Valley would support a hands-on science center and spin off from Lehigh. And that was a very, very difficult period. But we had the executive leadership at the board level and some local philanthropists that really got behind what we were doing and believed strongly that that would be important. And then I would say the second would be COVID, you know. So we weren't in a position where we had reserve funds and suddenly, you know, the governor announces that we had to shut down and you have to lay off people because we're not open and we didn't know, you know, how long that would last. And that was an extremely difficult period. I have to say the staff that did stay working, were able to do a little bit of everything to keep us going, and especially pivot really quickly to offer virtual programs and to develop kits. We became kind of like a kit manufacturing facility, and we're preparing tons of kits that we would deliver out to schools and or to individual families, and then do these virtual programs and support the kids doing these activities with these kits. But that was a very very difficult period. And then you didn't know what was going to happen and figuring out how you could open again so it would be safe and staff would feel safe and visitors would feel safe. But again, I have an incredible staff, very creative. We followed the CDC guidelines very carefully and we worked really hard to keep everyone safe. And so during the pandemic, was your main form of outreach to other kids, those kids you talked about? Was there anything else? Do you have you know, Zoom camps or anything? How else did you kind We did of... camps. We, we did summer camp virtually. You know, we did uh, programming in the evenings virtually. We also were really creative. I, I credit my team for this. We had an outdoor exhibit. So we brought in this Lego exhibit of, I forget, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was ocean creatures and it was outside, you know, and the exhibits were far, far apart and it was kind of blending, they were beautiful. So it was blending the artistic features of Legos and beautiful creations with really thinking about ocean life and preserving and protecting ocean life. 
and you know people feel comfortable going outside and going to an experience outside versus going into an indoor environment. That's amazing. I think that's also really creative. Like you said, it's so important to be able to kind of pivot and and move based on the changing times. So I think I applaud the Da Vinci Center for being able to do that during such a complicated and confusing era. Can you share any memorable success stories or achievements of the Da Vinci Science Center that you are particularly proud of during your time as a leader? I would say probably three things. First, keeping the Science Center vision alive in the early years and being able to demonstrate to the community the importance of a hands-on Science Center. The second would be merging with Leonardo da Vinci's horse to create what's today the da Vinci Science Center. And then third would be articulating the vision and building the support for two science centers, so both the Cedarcrest campus as well as now this major facility downtown. And then much further down the line, I'm looking like long-term in the you know, coming years, what are some of your bigger plans for the organization that you're hoping to kind of achieve before you leave? I think one of the most exciting opportunities we have is the recent partnership we announced with the Allentown School District, where the new Science Center will be the second campus for the students who are enrolled in Central Elementary School. So Central will be a theme-based school, and the theme is STREAM, Science, Technology, Reading, Engineering, Art, and Math. And those students will be in the Science Center every day of the school year. So looking at the potential to really provide an incredible experience and open their eyes to future opportunities is extremely exciting. And I want to transition a little bit to some advice for our younger listeners. First, what message would you like to convey to the community, especially to students and younger individuals, about the importance of science and education in shaping the future? Science and technology are impacting our lives every day. Just watch the weather and these events or COVID or artificial intelligence, mobile technologies, climate change, all of these impact all of us. And I think it's going to take a village. It's going to take all of us to be able to work globally to take advantage of the rapidly developing technologies but help address some of the major challenges that we're facing as a global society and work to support and respect one another as we try to solve those problems, working across country divides, working across ethnic and racial divides to address those. And I think that's really important as we go forward. And as a leader in the field of science education, what advice do you have for our young listeners who aspire to pursue careers in STEAM fields? This is an easy one for me. So I would say pursue your dreams. If you're really interested and passionate about a particular area, go for it. Seek out individuals in STEAM careers that are of interest to you and get to know about them and learn about their journeys. And then take advantage of whatever opportunities that come your way. So I was a sixth grade teacher. I imagined that I would maybe become a principal, maybe I'd become a superintendent. I did not imagine that I would end up the head of a science center, let alone building a $75 million world-class new facility. So as opportunities come your way, explore them and see where it leads you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that's one thing that my parents have told my sister and I is always say yes, even if you're hesitant about an opportunity or, you know, you're a little reserved and you don't know how you might perform. Even this podcast came out of me just saying yes spontaneously and without even thinking twice, it became so huge and so impactful. So I completely agree with that piece of advice. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you or the Da Vinci Science Center? www.davinciscienceCenter.com 
all one word, .org. There is a site about us. There's a link about us on our website, on the homepage. And then uh, you can look into the Leadership of the Science Center and you can click on that, find out who our staff leaders are, find out about the board. But my bio is in there. Perfect. Well, thank you, Ms. Erickson, for sharing so much with us today. It's been lovely to hear both about your experiences and how the Da Vinci Science Center is making an impact to STEAM learning here in the Lehigh Valley. I wish you the best of luck for the new facility opening this spring, and I can't wait to see the amazing things that the center does in the future. Thank you, Raina, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been great speaking with you. Absolutely. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in today for WDIY's Teen Scientist. I'm Raina Malhotra, and I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.